Hello everyone. Join me, a small medium at large, as we explore the world of spirit, energy, tarot, mediumship, psychic abilities, angels, oracles, paranormal activity and basically anything downright spooky. If any, some or all of those things interest you, then you've come to the right place, my friends. I'm Melanie Mahmood and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Spirit Level Podcast. And this week, I'm really looking forward to a little bit of a break from the day job. I've got a week booked off and I can't wait. So if you would like a personal tarot or clairvoyant reading with me, due to COVID-19 restrictions, I'm doing all my readings via Zoom at the moment. Please get in touch or book online via my website, thespiritlevel.co.uk, or email me via thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com and Mr. M will book you in. So I've got some extra time. So if you'd like an appointment, then please get in touch. So coming up on this week's episode in Crystal Corner, we have Fluorite. Mr. M has more questions from you, my lovely audience. We have the first part of an interview with my special guest, Rachel Ann, who is an amazing psychic medium and crystal expert. And in Time for Tarot, we'll be having a look at the lovers. So here we go. Today's crystal is fluorite, also called fluorospar. It's the mineral form of calcium fluoride and it comes in a variety of different colours which will obviously have an effect on the energetics of this crystal depending on what colour it is. But it's known as the spiritual vacuum cleaner. So fluorite can easily do you a complete physical, mental, emotional and spiritual detox. It's a very soothing energy, it's a smooth energy, it's gentle and deeply relaxing. It gets rid of cluttered thoughts, it clears the brain of fogginess and gives an overall emotional uplift and because of its relaxation benefits it's really good for sleep and sleep issues. So it's great for students and studying as well because it anchors people's ideas and gives thoughts form. So it's great for creative projects. It promotes clarity and mental focus. And it's also a really great magnifying stone and boosts the other crystals around it. So it's really, really useful for use in crystal grids. Now, if you're interested in crystal grids, I will do a whole episode on those just alone. If you are interested, just drop me a line, let me know, and I'll sort that out for you. So back to fluorite, it helps making decisions by clearing unnecessary and useful thoughts out of the way. So again, as I said at the beginning, depending on the colour depends on its healing properties. So if you get a green fluorite, that's good for the heart chakra because green is the colour of the heart chakra. If you get one that's more purple in hue, purple is linked to the third eye chakra. So that's all psychic abilities and opening the mind to the unconscious. It's said to be helpful for any learning difficulties and just general aches and pains. Fluorite is mined in North America, Canada, Australia, France, 
But there is a speciality fluorite that is only mined down the road from me in Castleton, Derbyshire, and that is the famous Blue John fluorite. It's banded white, blue, purple and yellow, and it's the only source of Blue John in the world, and it's absolutely beautiful, and it's also been found in the ruins at Pompeii, believe it or not. So if you want to check out Blue John, have a look on Google in images, and you'll see exactly what I mean by the banding. So that's all about fluorite. Join us next episode when we're going to talk about garnet. And now it's time once again for your questions. So over to Mr M, what we got this week? Thank you, Mel. And thank you again, one and all, for sending your questions in. Three questions for you this week, Mel. Your first is from Kate, who asks, which do you prefer? Psychic readings or medium readings? I don't think I prefer either. They're just, uh, they are different. The energy is very different. Uh, if you're doing a psychic reading, and I mean a purely psychic reading, the energy is a lot heavier, so it's a lot thicker. So it takes um, a lot more um, out of me, really. Uh, it feels like uh, treacle, that kind of energy. So it's very um, sticky and heavy whereas a mediumship reading is is very light and it feels like champagne bubbles and and i'm really buzzing after a after a mediumship reading but they both take it out of me just in different ways i can't say i prefer one to the other to be honest i love them both thanks for your question kate uh your second question mel comes from peter who asks have you ever talked to a dead celebrity yeah, bizarrely, yes, I have, but not um, a current celebrity, shall we say, and not a celebrity in the means that we call celebrities now. Um, There's a very long and complicated story, but it's one of my niece's favourites about the time that I met Charlie Peace. Charlie Peace was the last man who was hanged from Sheffield, um, and he was a massive celebrity at the time. And uh, I, I met him in uh, some cells back in an old building that was that used to be the county court building, but was was currently being used as a, as an office. And I'd gone in one afternoon and uh, picked up immediately about how much activity was happening in this building and uh, asked the staff there, who then became uh, very good friends of mine. So uh, shout out to Mary and everybody at Places for People. Um, and I went into the cells and met a full apparition of Charlie Peace. He scared the living daylights out of me because I wasn't expecting him. So uh, he uh, he then sent me off on... Uh, on a wild goose chase and, and bizarrely ended up at three o'clock in the morning with a, a Ouija board in his uh, in his cells and a group of people who had done a, a ghost investigation for charity. But uh, like I said, it's a very long story. I might tell you again in another episode. But yes, Charlie Peace is perhaps the most famous person that I've ever encountered. Thank you, Mel. And your final question this week comes from Suzanne, who asks, can you see into your own future? Oh, that's that's a a difficult one to answer, actually, because I have seen and known about things that are about to happen or things that are coming up, but I can't generally do readings for myself. So I can't do tarot card readings because I, I've not got the um, step back, the 
the emotional disconnect to be able to read them accurately. I will look for generally what's the most positive. So it's it's quite difficult to do tarot readings for yourself. Um, it generally needs that uh, that professional boundary and that step back to be able to do an accurate reading. But obviously, I I see spirit for myself all the time, as you well know, Mister M. Granddad is often in the house and makes himself very much known. He's nodding his head and freaking out. Yes, he doesn't like it, folks. He doesn't like it at all. But uh, my granddad likes to play tricks on him. And it's uh, it's quite, I think it's hilarious, but he doesn't find it very funny at all. But uh, yes, so yes, I have seen things that have happened. Um, but generally, I don't want to see too much because it would take the spice out of it, wouldn't it? It would take the the enjoyment and the surprise out of it all. I hope that answers that one. Thanks, Belle, and thank you to everybody who sent in a question. Please continue to send them in. Uh, you can contact us by the following means. Thank you to everyone who's submitted a question. There are a number of ways you can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us via email. Our address is thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com. On Facebook, on groups, search for The Spirit Level. On Twitter, search for thespiritlevel.co.uk. Our Twitter handle is at thespiritlevelu, which is a capital U. On Instagram, search for Melanie Mahmood. And in addition, there are a number of resources for you to download and access on our website, totally free of charge, on www.thespiritlevel.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you. I'd like to introduce you to a, a beautiful friend of mine. She's trained in neuro-linguistic programming. She is an amazing intuitive psychic medium, a totally terrific tarot reader, and a crazy crystal lady just like me. We met last year on a mediumship mentoring course near Peterborough, and we've both got moons in Libra, so of course we hit it off straight away. It's Rachel A. Bayford. <laughs> Hey. Hey, how are you doing? And and how have you been doing and keeping positive in these extraordinary times? Hey, uh, thank you for having me on the show, Mel. It's really back. a pleasure to see you again and talk to you. Oh, yeah, these times have been totally crazy, although I will say that I'm fully embracing it because I have probably needed this rest for the last 20 years and it's nice to just actually put my feet up and take some time out from the normal 3D job, uh, quote unquote, and take some time to actually tap into my spirituality deeper than before. So I've been taking this time out to uh, study a little bit more, pick up some more astrology stuff, um, take that to, to a deeper level, um, reading absolutely loads, um, working on my inner self and my shadow side because okay we might be spiritual people but we all have our own issues and there's some deep inner wounds there that actually came up for me and showed up and I thought you know what this is a great time to look into those um, and also I've picked the pen back up and started writing um, oh. I've had a book in me since I don't know how long ago and um, I've put pen to paper so that's what I'm up to. <laughs> what are you writing what is it that you're doing? Um, it's Side. a spirit it's a spiritual self-help book um but it really sort of like taps into inner childhood um 
it's a, an emotional healing book, really. Um, and it's going to be sort of anecdotal stories and experiences of my life and things I've been through, but how spirituality, how things have helped me, how, um, you know, the, the stuff that I'm interested in as a passion has actually been a fundamental tool to get me through the tough times. Um, and I just think it will be um, a, a cool thing for people to because a lot of people come to me and say, well, well, how do you do it? You know, how do you exercise spirituality to, you know, overcome challenges and stuff? And so it's going to be kind of like that self-help book that people will be able to sort of say, well, OK, if she did it, maybe I could try that. And maybe exactly. I'm, I'm hoping it might work for other people, too. <laughs> but actually, you know, when all said and done, it's just cathartic. It's therapeutic for me. And even if I never sell a single copy, I don't really care right now because That's not I'm just enjoying. Yeah, yeah, I'm just getting enjoying it out there. Yeah, putting it out there. Positive out there. Absolutely. And I just enjoy writing. And it's funny because when I do, when I pick up the pen, because I'm old fashioned, it's not just typing it on the keyboard. I'll actually pick up the pen. And when I do, I feel spirit move through me and stuff actually comes out that I had no idea. It's deep in the darkest subconscious and it will just come out. So yeah it's, it's it's a cool experience fantastic so again positivity coming out of a, a time where we're, we're forced to to take stock and stand still for a minute which is brilliant news so yeah, Rach you've always been really spiritual uh, and really um, a really mindful person has this always been the case or, or how would you describe your spiritual upbringing and your personal unfoldment to do what you do on the medium yeah. and the psychic stuff well interestingly um i was supposed to be born a capricorn but you know um fashionably late made me <laughs> an aquarius so i was always going to have a fascination for slightly futuristic weird stuff and i've always been the black sheep of the family in the nicest possible way so as far back as i can remember i've had an interest um i i've had a fascination in all things different and my mum was quite good in the sense of she embraced it and would encourage it. I think um, she would talk about spiritualist church and mediumship. Um, and she would talk about those kind of things as if it was as normal as just watching Biker Grove of an afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was just kind of like um, something I, I've always known. It's always been there. And um, I can't pinpoint an exact date of when I decided that uh, spiritual spirituality was going to be a thing and I think over time trusting in the universe and trusting in that has helped then with the mindfulness because everything to me is connected and so spirituality and mindfulness the two go hand in hand I mean some people will talk about mental health and then they'll talk about woo woo as if they're two different things mm -hmm. to me it's all completely it's interconnected yeah. um and yeah, it's as far back as I can remember, although it was quite of interesting when I went to secondary school, because then I realised that, okay, not everybody thinks the same. <laughs> Maybe this oh. stuff should be a little bit shush, <laughs> because yeah. I started thinking, mm, people think I'm weird, people think this is not normal. What is not normal to call in my spirit guides and help me with this exam? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I've got my great-grandmother just giving me the answers. <laughs> <laughs> little ouch, babe, every little ouch. Absolutely. So, you know, I had to rein it in a little bit. And when I sort of go home and play with my tarot cards, I kept that on the QT. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's probably uh, 
So you've always known about it then? It's not been a specific event it was, or a gradual thing? You've just been very lucky to have, you know, an open, open family and an open connection? Yeah, although, although when um, uh, I sort of was looking at the questions there um, and you sort of would ask me if there was a specific event, interestingly, when I was 15, right at the peak of where I was really going to... Um, you know, evenings of clairvoyance and stuff. Um, my granddad, who I was very, very close to, he was as good as a dad to me, really, um, more so, um, suddenly died in an accident and it was boom. And it was, so that for me was life-changing um, in a sense of I was confused, I was lost, I was looking for answers. Um, so that really kind of um, propelled me into a journey of searching for more answers and also um you know to try and connect with spirit because I knew he was there and I just really wanted to call him through to the point of god even remembering it now like makes me feel emotional I haven't felt emotional about that for a long time but just tapping into that energy of um how that uh catastrophic kind of incident was and um yeah I just searched endlessly and I would spend my weekends going to different mediums and trying to get answers um to no avail and in the end I thought you know what I'm gonna do this myself you know no one can give me this answer I need to talk to him myself so I would I would write him letters um I would talk to him um well, well that well connection's with you too isn't it that connection that direct yes. connection is from you not- love yeah yeah you hit the nail on the head because I didn't feel that anybody could give me those right answers yeah and and I think, and they try and describe him. I'm like, no, no, you, yeah, you got yeah. this all wrong. I mean, to be fair, there was this one lady that was very good. And she said to me, she said, you've got the gift and you're able to, but it's a case of stop trying to um, drive yourself crazy about the accident and remember him as he was on the sofa with his cap, with his slippers, with the newspaper. And I thought, Boom, that that struck a chord and that was the nail on the head in terms of then I was as when I tapped into that energy and his loving and his warmth and what he wanted to bring me rather than search 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 for what happened in this accident then it, it all and it hit place. Explode. yeah yeah Absolutely. so I think so I think that was really fair to say that that was the catalyst onto a deeper path and realizing oh I can actually have a conversation with some spirit here (laughs) that's amazing so how did you get into the crystals then was that something that ran alongside that or was that something that came funnily enough um although i don't believe that anything's coincidence no it was the exact same granddad that got me into crystals Ah. because he had a fascination for plants and gardening and he would take me to garden centers and he would take me to craft fairs because he was very handy as well. So we would mm. always, and he would be very into crafting and stuff. So we'd go to craft fairs and garden centres. And it was just a little one-to-one trip that him and I would always do. And I can't remember if it was one of the craft fairs or one of the garden centres. I think it was a garden centre. I stumbled upon this stand with what with I thought were mag- yeah, yeah. magical gems. And he was like, oh, go on, you can treat yourself, have something. And so, of course, I mused over these crystals for so long and I picked up this rose quartz. I was just drawn to this rose quartz and that was it. I was like, oh, this is my love stone. And it's funny because I think I was about nine or ten years old and I knew it was a love stone. 
And I knew that it would attract me love. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get a boyfriend with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was drawn to hold it to my heart and sleep with it. And I, and I had this stone and I had it. I've still got it now because it's my first crystal baby. And she came with me everywhere. I used to carry her in my bag. And um, I held her, funnily enough, throughout my GCSEs. And, you know, anything that I ever went through, I had this rose quartz. And so that was really kind of... Um, how it started was just literally stumbling upon them in garden centers and craft fairs. And then I had a little collection of these magical gems. And But then a local shop opened in a town that I was living at. And so I would literally save up my pocket money. And uh, it's funny because back in the day, £2.50 actually got you quite a quite number a of lot, sticks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it was anything crystals, anything mystical, incense sticks. And I think that's probably when I bought my first tarot deck as well. So... So um, we are running on a little bit. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a break there if that's okay. So I'm going to say thank you very much to Rachel for joining us uh, for part one. Join us next episode where we'll go into part two where Rachel will explain or tell me what her favourite go-to crystals are and why. And we'll have a chat about the books that have had a major impact on her. So thanks to Rachel. We'll see you next time. to move on to one of our regular features it's time for tarot and in today's episode we are going to be talking about the lovers which is card number six of the major arcana and on the picture on the card it's a man and a woman standing in what is traditionally regarded to be the garden of eden or paradise if you will with the tree of life behind the man and the tree of knowledge behind the woman Now, the lover's card generally represents relationships and choices. And it's not just romantic relationships. It's any relationship, friendship, anything to do with work. It's relationships in general or anything that the sitter has an emotional investment in. Its appearance in a reading indicates some decision to be made or hopes and dreams about an existing relationship a temptation of the heart or a choice of potential partners. Often, an aspect of the querent's life may have had to be sacrificed. So if you think about uh, romantic relationships, it could be the bachelor or bachelorette lifestyle may have been sacrificed for the relationship to be to be involved in that relationship or one potential partner may have been chosen while another has been turned down. Whatever the choice, it's not to be made lightly as the ramifications will be lasting. This is not a temporary situation. So in an upright position, it can indicate being at a crossroads with regards to relationships or a relationship. It can mean choices. It can mean commitment as well as falling in love or generally strong partnerships. In the reserves position, it could mean a broken relationship, infidelity, general separation or relationship issues. And again, this is just not romantic relationships. This can be friendships or relationships at work. The element is air. So that means Aquarius, Gemini and Libra. So when this card shows up in a spread, it could be particularly relating to people of that star sign. 
Again, the ruling planet is Mercury, so communication is often the best kind of advice related to this card. So that is the lovers. Join me on the next episode when we will be meeting the speedy energy of the chariot. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. A big thank you to Buzzsprout for hosting us. Our thanks to the people at Ophonics and Audacity for their technical help. A massive thank you to Rachel Ann for being on the show. Tune in next week for part two. To my beloved producer and husband, Mr. M, for his help and patience. And a massive thank you to all you, my beloved listeners, wherever you may be, for your continuing support and your lovely messages. Please subscribe and review our podcast. Your feedback will help us improve. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and CastBox or via your podcast provider. So until next time, folks, be safe, keep smiling, love and light to you all.